This is the Find Your Forte podcast, Technique Tuesday. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte podcast with choral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast, bringing you another edition of Technique Tuesday. And I am here with Brady Weldon. He is from Houston, Texas. He had recently posted a question on Facebook in our Choir Nation Facebook group. If you're not in the Choir Nation Facebook group, you absolutely should be. Uh, If you want to do that, head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Choir Nation. Or you could just type Choir Nation into your search bar on Facebook, and I'm sure it will come up. And you can request access, jump in, and ask questions, give value to other members of Choir Nation, meet some really awesome people from around the country, uh, even around the world. And uh, maybe you one day could end up on the Find Your Forte podcast. So, Brady, it's so great to have you with me today. Well, it's great to be here, Ryan. I'm looking forward to talking to you. So, Brady, could you summarize the question that you had for me in the in the Facebook group? Yeah, sure. So, l- this past Friday uh, evening, we had... Uh, so, this is my first year as a head director at a new school. And we had our first uh, our fall concert this past uh, this past Friday, and uh, you know after going through the usual you know weeks in advance layout of um, of procedures as far as concert etiquette and um, and how to get on stage, how how to stand, how to walk off the stage, all of those things um, after speaking to the kids, you know ad nauseum, really. Um, that that Friday evening, it all just sort of, it all just kind of fell out, um, and it was just really kind of shocking. And so, my question to you, Ryan, is what what techniques or what what have you done in the past regarding concert etiquette um, that has worked that has worked particularly well for you? All right, so Brady, this is a really wonderful topic to talk about, and this is totally in my wheelhouse. And the one thing I, I begin by, by saying um, with my students is that I want them to be able to focus on the music and free up all of their RAM so that they're only worrying about the music on the night of the concert. So what that means is that, is that your, the, the dress, the walking into the auditorium from your room, the way you stand... Um, the way you, the way you look uh, as you walk into the room, everything about that needs to be standardized so that the the thing that really matters, that more subjective part of of your program, which is the music making, is as as free as possible. So some of the things that that I some of the techniques that I use, one is placing the fear of God in my children um, like right from the get-go, as in, this is how we do it at this school. I don't know how you did it in the past, but, you know, if you're, or are you originating a program at this school? This is a brand no, new school? No, I'm not. It's, no, I'm not the, uh, so the previous director was there for about, about five or six years okay. before I jumped in. Well, um, so what you say is, this is how, this is how I do it. 
I want to make mm-hmm. sure that you have the best experience possible, that you are incredibly proud of, of what it is that you do here at this school as a student, as a, as a member of the choir, and that we project the utmost level of professionalism at all times. Um, and so, so this is something that I take very, very seriously. Um, so the first thing, besides, again, putting the fear of God in, in the children, is... is Making sure, because it's a full package thing, making sure that they have um, their, their, their uniform requirement is strict. That is mm-hmm. huge. Things like, um, I mean, my kids at, at Cibola wear, wear robes, but we talk about like, okay, we're going to be black from, from below the robe down, right? Like flat black shoes. Um, we're talking, you know, black hosiery, black pants or black skirt or whatever. And, and then the robe. And then there's certain attire for men, like no collared shirts for men. We don't want to, you know, we have stoles. So we don't want to see anything over above that. And like hair and like girls, your hair should be back like dance competition hair, put it in a bun off your face. Like, because the look of the ensemble is also going to reflect their attitude towards, towards their deportment as the, as the night goes on. Definitely. Right. So, so getting that branding piece in place is very, very essential. Then the next thing is rehearsing the movement, right? And I literally label every chair in the auditorium Mm -hmm. because, because this past concert, um, back at the beginning of October, um, we actually, the men started from, from the auditorium seated and the women did surrounded the audience and did a whole different thing. Uh-huh. So we actually rehearsed walking from the auditorium and in and out and in and out and to our seats and up to the risers and to our seats. And, up to, and this is my first year too. So right. remember I had somebody different that was there before me who was a little bit more lax than I was about this kind of procedure. So and I had heard from my a couple of my students that like, oh, Mr. Guth, uh, this is going to be uh, you know a, a little bit of a crazy house on the night of the concert, and I'm like, no, it ain't. <laughs> you know? You're like, so, not this time around. Nope, sorry guys. Yeah. So so the big thing about that uh, that practicing that procedure is that you have to require them to do it silently, mm-hmm. and and I actually say. Um, smiling and your hands are behind your back unless you're holding the door for somebody else. So you walk briskly, silently um, with your hands behind your back and and look happy. Right. Right. And, and we rehearse that. And if, if I hear a peep, we go back and do it over again. And I say, this is up to you. It's how long you want to do this, you know? And, and it it turns out, Right. If you're wasting, if you end up yep. wasting their time, well, actually, they end up wasting their time. Then that that problem goes away pretty quickly, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's also a little disclaimer that I always that I always have to say um, regarding regarding things like um, just understand that the night of the concert, I am thinking about a million and one things, and um, so that you don't have to, right? And so if I need your attention the night of the concert, it's for a very, very good reason. So I'm going to rehearse right now how I will get your attention. Right. And you might have a, a, a visual cue. Yeah. I, I tend to do like, like something like that. And the kids, you know, the kids respond. 
you know, um, and or I'll just hold my hand up in the air or something like that. And like we will literally practice that as in like, yep. OK, talk amongst your friends right now. I'm going to get up on the podium and I'm going to hold my hand in the air. What do you do? And it's just drilling those things into their minds because, because again, it's that freeing up RAM. If you just systematize it so that it becomes a conditioned response, then right, they're, they know what exactly to expect. Right. It's there's no yeah. guessing, right? Because because you're you have to rehearse for the exact thing, right? So mm-hmm. we, we 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 rehearse for concerts from a musical perspective but we don't rehearse from a logistical perspective right and there was one person i learned that from it was heather buchanan from montclair state university when she used to be at westminster choir college we had this incredibly complex um readings and carols that involved like almost every choir at westminster Mm -hmm. and there were times when the chapel choir was was back in the balcony and there was sometimes they were up front on the steps and there were some times where there were you know, there was a soloist that had to go here or a member of this choir had to go here or some kids were in the bell choir, so they need to run to the front and play and then go back and join their choir. We rehearsed all of those things. Um, we had a seating chart. Uh, so I knew, we knew exactly, it was, you know, we were able to build consistency. We knew exactly where we sat for every rehearsal, every performance. Nothing was ever left up to, to chance. Right. So um, it's that level of of detail i think that you need to get into go ahead for sure for sure no i was gonna ask a follow-up question um and this you know and this hopefully are may you know kind of apply to what to the situations of of a few of your listeners out there but in our situation we um my my campus has has a pretty high student population but the the campus itself the building itself is is fairly small and um and so one of the features of that is that we do not have a um an adequate performing space. We have a fantastic cafetorium. Uh, that's what uh, I had for nine years in my middle school. Really, so I'm with you. Really? Okay. So, so in the past, so this program I'm in now has a tradition of performing in outside venues, uh, whether it be the, um, some of the other high schools in the district or churches. In our case, um, we schedule our fall concert at, uh, one of our, one of our high schools. And so, you know, and so while the kids did understand, you know, for the most part, what was expected of them as far as getting on and off stage, they had to do it in a completely different environment. Do you bust them? We do. We do not. And that was that was a battle I fought, but was not able to win. Okay, because them out of class to bust them over. Yeah, because this is one of those things that that I require for my outside of of school ensembles. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I have I owned a couple for-profit choral ensembles back in New Jersey. Uh, and, and I would require that we travel together um, because you get to sort of start all that professionalism stuff from, from the get-go. Um, and you arrive together. You're not sort of, sort of piecemeal and people are coming in as they please and some kids are late and da, da, da. Like, that's crazy. Um, so if you ever, if you get a chance to, to fight that battle again, uh, I would do the kind of thing where if you were able to get school buses uh, to to the performance venue, what you literally do is get them off the bus and you line them up outside and mm-hmm. you make sure they are quiet before they even enter the building. Um, so you walk into the building, hands behind your back, looking straight forward, briskly in your lines, straight into the performance space or into the rehearsal space where you're going to begin. And that way you're starting fresh and you're starting 
silent. Now, if you don't have that, if you don't have that ability, what you can do is literally meet them in the parking lot and just say like, this is the, this is our performance space. Mm-hmm. So, so um, this is a, something we need to respect. So we're going to meet in the parking lot and we're going to get in our riser order or in our lines or whatever in the parking lot. And we're all going to go in together, which is sort of emulates the same, the idea of, of, of arriving, you know, together on a bus or something like that. So it's about like sort of starting with peace and, and keeping that peace the entire, the, the entire evening. Now, one, one of the things that always tends to be a problem is parents who are like, oh, poopy, hey, and they're like, you know, and they're like and waving to their children. Question. Okay, so yep. here's what I do. And I, I love it because, because this is something that I didn't figure this out maybe until the third or fourth year teaching middle school. But um, um, what, you, what you instruct your students to do is, is – um, when they get on stage and, and everybody's going, you know, oh, boo-boo, and they're taking pictures, what you do is you instruct them to, to look, look their parent in the eye and gently nod at their parent. And, and then you tell them, listen, if, um, if your folks are yelling and screaming and trying to take pictures of you and, and trying to get your attention, don't give them that benefit. Just look at them and, and just nod semi-pretentiously at them. Right. And right. and then I tell them when you get home, you take today's paper and you roll it up and you smack them about the head and neck and, and tell them, no, that's not how we do concert etiquette. And they kind of think it's funny, but but right. I mean, if your delivery needs to be pretty spot on to sell that one. And I'm pretty For good. Sure. At, I'm pretty good at that because they know, obviously know I'm kidding. But um, um but I'm sarcastic about it, and and oh yeah, and the other thing I say is 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 you want to make sure that that they acknowledge you after the performance, and so what I have them do is is go out into the audience afterwards and count how many times people compliment them, and all you all they say they don't they never say oh my god it was so bad right you never ever speak negatively at the performance venue right and i right. i always have them say thank you i'm really glad you enjoyed it and we make a game out of how many times they can say thank you i'm really glad you enjoyed it and and they come back and and give me like a count of how many times they had to say it so it keeps uh-huh. that positive vibe going the entire time right uh, and you're making anything into a game which is perfect for them Right, so, they love I mean, middle school kids oh, yeah. love that stuff. It's they all love games. that stuff. So, um, high school kids, I still give them the same spiel. I mean, the head nod thing, because uh, uh, I did hear that in the past there was a lot of hooting and hollering, and and kids were carrying on. You know, the bass section was was you know being crazy in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did institute the the head nod, and um, and it's fun. They think it's hilarious, like to not acknowledge their parents and instead do the head nod. Right. And it also conditions the parents to go, well, I'm not going to get the response I want from my kids, so I'm going to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also very straightforward and blunt with parents as well. Like from, from, the, you know, from the stage, like I'll say things like, hey, I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, I, I'm really, I really feel very grateful and blessed that I am able to work with your kids every single day. Just want to give you 
a, a quick little rundown of, of some things. If you've not been to a, one of our concerts before, these are just some expectations that we have. You know, things like flash photography. It's very distracting. Um, you know, and if, it, literally, I've had parents flash while I'm talking about flash photography. <laughs> And I will, I will single that parent out and be like, Case in point. and be like, uh-huh. just like that person right there in the front row, turn that off. You know what I mean? And all right, I all get a good audience laugh. Yeah, I'll wink at them or whatever, oh, yeah. and like play it up, and it's no big deal. And mm-hmm. and they get over it, and they and they they look all embarrassed, and they say sorry, and it's totally fine. Um, yeah. Or you know, or things like your cell phone, like. Like, if I see your cell phone during this performance, I'm going to come off the stage, I'm going to take it, and you're going to have to get it back from the principal tomorrow during school. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> like stuff like that, just make light of it. And just, so that way parents and kids just realize how silly it would be to have your phone out during a concert. Exactly. And I think that some, some teachers, some directors, and I, and I have in the past, um, feel this sort of hesitancy towards addressing... Um, addressing that kind of behavior not with students but with parents because mm-hmm. i um, think there's that that fear of like of stepping on the wrong toes well yeah if you're like an asshole about it then oh for sure. then then like you should be then you <laughs> yeah. should be concerned but if you're just like no no, no this is about the kids uh-huh. tonight this is about the kids and they've sung this music a bajillion times and um but this is the first time they're ever going to sing it for you, and that's really awesome. So you know it's a, you know so it's a, it's about the kids. So uh, you know these things that I'm talking about tonight. These are basic concert etiquette things. It's a lot different than going to your than you know going to your baseball game or going you know going to watch a movie in the movie theater. This is a little bit different, and we are trying to train the kids to be great concert goers and consumers of music. So I would just I would just expect that you would follow along as parents. That's it. You know, and not, nothing crazy. And the other thing I, I always say um, to the kids, and I think this really hits home, even with middle schoolers, is is in the pre-concert talk, because I always do a pre-concert talk with the kids. So about 15 minutes before we sit down and have a little like woo-woo time. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting, in, they're sitting there and they're quiet and they're listening. Like they have to be silent and, you know, backstage. And I say, you never know you never know who needs you tonight. You know, we've, you know, recently in Albuquerque where I am, we had, um, we had a terrible tragedy in the, in the local community. Um, uh, um, a, a young girl, nine years old was savagely murdered by her parents that were on drugs. Um, I mean, it it grotesque and, and it, it did affect the community. And, um, and we had, you know, there was very likely there were people in the audience that were affected by that tragedy. And, um, but there are all, you know, we, we come to concerts with all sorts of, of things on our mind. And you children have the ability to relieve that for them for, for, for an hour, which is such an important thing for you to do. You're, you're, you're contributing beauty to the world. You're contributing relief to families. Um, you have people in there that are grieving. You have people that are, that are going through divorces and breakups and maybe people that have lost relatives or people that are just having a plain old bad day, you know, at work or, or whatever else. And you have the ability to brighten their day 
How cool is that? Like what other what other profession, you know, has the ability to to come together, share something so special and unique uh, as, as singing together, where a, a art form where the sum is so much more exponentially greater than the parts. And, and you get to do that, share this with them tonight, and potentially make their entire week or their entire month mm-hmm. by, by the music that you, that you come together and, and perform. So if you, if you instill that sense of greater meeting in them before they even go on, then they're going to be a little more present during, during the performance. They're going to want to do a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I mean, and look, and yeah. even the kids, my God, even the kids, you have kids that are, that are, I, I can't even imagine growing up as a middle school or a high school in 2016, the pressure right now, that, that they're under. Oh my under. gosh, you're faced with so much, you know, adversity. It's, it's, it's kind of unreal sometimes to see how much they, is is expected of them right and how much is on them you're like you're never enough in 2016 yeah. right you're never enough you're yeah. constantly um i've said this before on the podcast but you know every time a kid hops on instagram you know and starts scrolling through pictures they are comparing their entire life to everybody else's highlight reel mm-hmm. and and you know you have the ability tonight to come together with other kids knowing full well that in this choir you are enough and and I'm a totally woo-woo guy you know and but I think that's so important that they realize the value of what they're doing together and they realize the value that they that they are contributing to the world and into their community and once they start to understand and buy into that big picture idea then a lot of these a lot of these silly things just go away because right. they feel there's so much more uh, the, their mission is so much more important than just singing the music we learned for the last couple months in choir class. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's also such a you know a really another great way to you know especially if you're if you're a young teacher or a new teacher or new to a campus, I think that's also a great way to build, you know, rapport with your students if you haven't already, or mm-hmm. if there's that one kid in your class who hasn't quite um, bought into what you're selling. I think that's a, a really great way to kind of meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. So. And there's even, even talking to individual kids. Like if you know, you, if you know you're going to have individual kids that might be a challenge that evening, uh-huh. like I made, I have a couple kids that are a challenge. I made them come in and stay with me through after school to the concert and they were my helpers for the day and they had this sense of ownership that evening and they were yeah. not a problem at all because they right. had helped put the show on. Um, so these are kids that, you know, I mean, these are kids like I was a little jerk when I was, when I was in middle school, high school. And if somebody had let me, you know, let me help out, I probably would be less, I probably would have been less of, less of a jerk too. <laughs> You're right, exactly. If you had that ownership of the situation, mm-hmm. or been offered that kind of ownership, yeah. Because I mean, sure, just, yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think it's it's big picture is really what what buying into the big picture is really. I think uh-huh. w- what is the biggest determiner determine is that even a word i don't know of we're gonna make it a word today yeah uh thank you determiner thank you of 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 the outcome of of the etiquette of your concert so Uh 
goodness, I mean, we're coming up on time. I mean, I hope, Brady, this was helpful. Is there anything else you wanted to, to touch on before we, we, we get off? No, you know, I mean, I think everything you offered really hit everything I, you know, hoped you'd address and more. Uh, Ryan, you know, again, I just can't thank you enough for all your insight and um, and your comments and expertise. And I'm you know, really looking forward to kind of pressing, you know, Apple Save on on this bit of information and applying it, you know, in the future. So again, thank you. Of of course. Well, listen, yeah. Brady and Choir Nation, um, there are a lot of very very outstanding choral directors uh, involved in the Choir Nation Facebook group and that are just out there. And I, and people that are listening right now, um, you may have some insight on this uh, that is different than mine. And I would love to hear what you have to say in response to Brady in the Choir Nation Facebook group. So do that. And if you want to meet all of us, all of these awesome people, we have people like Braden Ayers, Daniel Gutierrez, um, Stevie Berryman, myself, um, and, and new people confirming literally uh, every week. We are having the Choir Nation Redirect Conference, which is coming up uh, June 27th through 30th in Oklahoma City. And we got the swankiest hotel, and we're having uh, amazing social events. And it's going to be a very, very tight-knit group of people after after this conference. So uh, if you want to see us on Choir Nation, please do that. If you want to meet up with us in person, uh, just head over to ryanguth.com forward slash redirect, and you can grab tickets uh, for the redirect conference there in Oklahoma City and find out more details. So... Uh, Brady, man, I, I mean, you definitely get an invite, uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm going. I'm, Hey, corporal, we're heading up. We'll <laughs> awesome. see you there. Cool. Brady, listen, thank you so much, uh, for asking that question, uh, because those questions are things that help me provide value to choir nation. Cause I sometimes don't know what y'all want. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you being, uh, being out, getting out there and being forward with me about that. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, well, Brady, you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And same thing, Choir Nation. Have a great week as well. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing. <laughs>